0: rogue opinions my name is scott mcleod and i sound a bit funny yes i am in my underground bunker looking back at every royal rumble ever ever happened and i'm not entirely sure that the uk isn't going to be bombed this week so i have to watch every royal rumble before that happens and i'm sure that Glasgow is still standing because fuck london to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) How, how long if there was
1: uh, a mass bombing of your city scott mm-hmm. how long do you think it would be before anyone noticed
0: uh, well i don't get up usually to about 11 <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it would be when you it'd
0: be really realized the local spa wasn't open well well when, I, when my when uber takes three days to her and it's not arrived yet then i, I start to think her, there's a problem
2: yeah, just roll out of bed at the crack of noon, mm-hmm. discover that Glasgow is just a hole in the ground next to your underground bunker.
0: <laughs> it looks more like World War Z than the time that they actually shot a bit of World War Z in Glasgow. Isn't that just
2: early Sunday morning in Glasgow? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one's up in the morning on a Sunday.
2: No, they're Kinda- they're
1: just leaving the pub.
2: And they're all just like,
0: uh, Like, I'm going to sleep all day. It's good enough for God. It's good enough for me. Like it.
2: <laughs> you know, even God rested on the seventh day.
3: <laughs> <How far laughs> fucking what
2: was the that? fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching Peaky Blinders, man. So, like, <laughs> I guess, I, I don't know. I just hop into that every once in a while. It's been a long holiday season.
0: You feel like you were a fucking father Ted. <laughs> Yes,
2: I was thinking. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, Debbie and Nathan are here. By the way, I forgot to do the intro. <laughs> well, you're, you've been
2: you've been locked without sunlight in your underground bunker for so long. I'm surprised you remembered your name.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm out of the sunlight. I couldn't get any paler. So <laughs> never Sorry. never say
2: that. You don't know that for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh,
1: well, this is a fun start to the show. Yeah,
0: we're here. We're, we're here to really talk about WrestleMania, but before that, Nathan... Any other bullshit you guys want to talk about?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a key part to every WrestleMania that everyone loves, uh, which is the Hall of Fame, and uh-huh. we have a more prestigious Hall of Fame. Yeah, at, damn right. At Rogue Opinions, it's the <laughs> Hall of Fame for the big timing fucks of the world. Uh, we have Grado, is in it. Jericho, Jericho,
2: Vic Joseph. You fuck.
1: I think I went in there at one point as well. I
2: think I do think that you're in there. Yeah, you're
1: you're somewhere there.
2: deep in the hallowed halls of the big time and fuck's hall of
1: fame. But I'd like to I'd like to bring two cases to the docket for potential entrance. Number one, very quick and easy. It's Rahul as Nani. Um, of of rogue opinions. You had fame. me at raw. <laughs> uh, Rahul, has Nani sent me him. He's been working at some newspaper or something and he started a text message to me yesterday i think with i was just talking to a fellow journalist
3: uh, and he's been
1: there like maybe 3 days and he's referring to himself as a fellow journalist i think that's pretty much a crime
0: <laughs> i mean that that personally i think me as someone who went to university to study journalism as somebody who's got published articles on Mirror Sport.
1: Oh, look at this. I'd also like to present Scott for... No. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to put himself over massively.
0: I'm not putting myself over. I'm... I'm trying to point out the fact that I'm trying to give more evidence to why Rahul is not, should not be saying, a fellow, a fellow journalist. And <laughs> I'm trying to back up your point here. But... I, I, just yeah,
2: because, anyone... I mean... If he's anyone not should... even if he's not even
1: as good as you, like what the fuck is he talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just don't think anyone should be starting sentences like that. Like we don't we don't do our everyday job, and Jimmy doesn't start off sentences by going, "I was just talking to a fellow Target employee." That's not how <laughs> humans speak. Not how people talk at all. No, <laughs> no.
0: I was,
2: I used to, when I'm talking about my coworkers at Target, I normally go, "So I was talking to that other guy who wants to commit suicide," and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and and
2: like, catch... oh, yeah, I remember Greg. What's up with him?"
0: <laughs> I mean, you'll never catch me starting a single thing. So, speaking to another waste of space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> speak <for> yourself. Do
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you just um
1: because you're from Glasgow? Do you just stop? I was just talking to my fellow victim.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just talking you know, to I'm, a I'm, fellow alcoholic. <laughs>
2: I was talking to someone else who's consistently hungover, and, um, well, you know, it's the same everywhere you go, you
1: know? But yet, I think starting a sentence with, I was just talking to a fellow journalist, is grounds to be entered into the big-timing fuck Hall of Fame.
2: Sorry, just thinking about the beginning of that sentence, I was speaking to a fellow journalist. <laughs> Nauseating. What an
1: asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just how freshly, like, 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 you've just been waiting to go, what an asshole, though. Well, like, I was
1: just thinking, like, I imagine someone walked up to you and actually said those words to you. You just feel like, you piece of shit. Now, are we
2: in a public place, or is this like we just met up and we're, I'm
1: within striking range? Well, you're going to vomit regardless. Oh, I'm going to vomit, but then once I stand up straight, it's... But, but onto their <laughs> shoes, and then just look him in the eyes and go, you
0: fucking, what is wrong with you? We're all Just...
1: suddenly thinking he's fucking Jon
2: Snow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can he, is he going in? Oh, yeah. I, I already said he had
1: yeah. been So. Okay. Can can I present my second entrant? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I'm not going to tell the entire story because by the time this goes up, the latest episode of the Naked Men podcast with myself and Ben will be up. We'll go into more details about my journey to go see cats in the cinema. But briefly for you guys, we uh, was sat uh, in the cinema, nice seats, of course. And then next, next to me comes his family. And this little girl sits next to me. And just what an absolute monster this girl was. So before the film starts, she's, be wolf, bush, eh? she's wolfing down an entire large popcorn
3: now
2: how how young is this girl because like we, we need to i need to get a picture in my head
1: i would say probably because there's no way she was human so human age she probably appeared to be like nine but i think in devil child age that's probably like 23
2: so so then um as as an aside can we just include all other people's children under the age of 10 in the big time <laughs> in fox hall of Fame? yeah
1: i'd also just like to say just because of, Uh, The film is appropriate age for your child to see. Take it at a case in case by case basis. If your child is an absolute disgrace to humanity, don't take them outside. Why is a
2: nine year old, a a presumed nine year old, at a movie where cats fuck? That's the whole premise of cats. Is they want to live, but then they're all just horny
1: and shit all the time. there was no fucking in this in this movie.
2: All they did, the they, body, did, body, they yeah. did
1: murder a cat, though.
2: I no, Hollywood spoiled. Hollywood fucked you. There was plenty of fucking in that movie theater during Cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she like, ate her popcorn <laughs> at a speed of light. She gets up about three or four times to like just run up and down the stairs. Parents do nothing to stop this. And then the movie starts. She's like uh, drinking a giant fizzy drink, the perfect thing to give to an absolute criminal. And then she just starts crunching on the ice as well. Now, I nearly say something at this point. She then spins around in her chair, like, kicks me at one point in the leg. And then her mum, like, takes her out. But then, like, 30 seconds later, she comes back and it just runs up the stairs again. And it's just, like, running around the cinema. And this child was a fucking animal.
0: Can I just say a couple of things? One, I love how you said this isn't the more detailed version. <laughs> um... Oh...
2: The next yes. Naked Men podcast is four parts long,
1: <laughs> I know. like seven hours. This uh, so uh, yeah, I'd like to put not I don't want to put her in a big time in fuck's sort of Fame. I want to put her parents in. Just I don't think parental.
2: I don't think parental neglect constitutes big timing. I just oh, think yeah. that Should it's she, just big, they, they big
1: timed my movie going experience
2: with their yeah, fucking child. To be fair, to be fair, you went to see fucking cats that movie made like 37 dollars
1: yeah 12 of it was mine (laughs) (laughs) i'm one third of the audience no this theater was full to be fair there's a lot of fellow cat goers oh lovely
3: Uh,
1: yeah i'd like (laughs) to put star wars a little fast-paced for (laughs) y'all I don't care about Star Wars. when am I a nerd? And this is
2: and this is why he's in the Big Timing Fox Hall of Fame, ladies and yep. See I'd like to put her parents in
1: the Big Timing Fox Hall of Fame.
0: I mean there are souls, but I don't think you can count that as a big time thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Scott on that one.
2: You're 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 batting 500 today, and I think that's if, I, if I'd gone to see Star Wars, he definitely would have put them in. Oh yeah, I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. Uh, episode nine is not my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, but you shut your mouth the second the, the crawl starts. I don't I- want to <laughs> talk about Star Wars. You can go fuck yourself. You don't want to up Star Wars,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to talk about
2: it. Ooh, speaking of Star Wars, did you finish Mando yet? Yeah, I haven't started. <laughs> oh, oh, Scott. Scott, do yourself. I know. Scott's too busy being a journalist. Well, I don't know if you can get, like, the internet down in your bunker. (laughs) So, I'm just... I mean, when you get out of there, if Glasgow is still not a hole in the ground, more so than I've been told it is, um, then... Definitely start on Mandalorian as soon as humanly possible. I mean, in April when Disney Plus absolutely starts legally in your country. Yeah, of course, Disney Plus will still be standing by April.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. If the FBI is listening, no, I've not seen Mandalorian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they've already they've already stopped listening to you. Nathan, at this point, the FBI they just in a thing like what a big time and fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're just like why did this guy title this fantasy booking WrestleMania? We'll have to talk about his Mandalorian and fucking children. As in annoying children. As in annoying children.
2: Put a comma in there, dude. Jesus.
3: It's not oh, God.
2: I was, listening to, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about how uh, people like to do that with Dick Ebersole, Uh When they were, like, if they were down by the field, they would just be like, and he says that his elbow is throbbing, Dick. Back to you. <laughs> 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 fucking phrasing speaking speaking of uh speaking though of batting 500 wrestlemania is a thing (laughs) that's going to happen in in a few months and uh i think we've all taken the liberty of trying to put together a uh a pretty fun wrestlemania none of us could remember what number it is so fantastically i'm just going to call i'm just going to call mine wrestlemania pirate ship
0: yeah i called mine wrestlemania i'm on a boat because there'll probably be a giant pirate ship boat there and like the main reason we started to, to do this is because i mentioned to you guys there was a report saying that somebody from dowry said that they haven't seen a january where so little of the wrestlemania card has been decided on like they've got options for people but it's have not confirmed okay this person's fighting this person and so on so we thought who better to do it than us fucking three? I, like you guys.
2: How, I like how there was like a split second where you were gonna say something probably worse and then you were like i don't know us <laughs> fucking assholes
0: <laughs> yeah but like, I mean you guys managed to book uh a summer so I thought so why not tackle WrestleMania?
2: Yeah, why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. I can spit out eighteen hundred wrestlers over fourteen matches. Why the fuck not?
0: Yeah, I was about to say like Are your cards looking like match like number wise, because including my pre show I've got I think kind of eleven or twelve matches overall. I've got
2: thirteen including the pre show.
1: But twelve including the pre show.
2: I can easily just knock one of these things off.
1: No, you're okay. Have
2: 13. No, yeah. I'll just try to you a, a general
0: idea of what we're looking at, because this will probably be just about as many matches there are oh. on this year. I mean, there were like 15 or 16 last year.
1: To be more exact, I've got 11 matches and then one piece of art. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, I've got, some, I've got some 24-7 title stuff, so if you count them as matches, I've got about 20 out of them. <laughs>
2: Got about uh, three dozen matches on here, but most of them are fucking
1: twenty four seven. Still like New <laughs> Japan, mine's over three weekends, <laughs> but it all uses the same people every night. Oh man, so, Wrestle Kingdom. Shit, shit.
2: Wrestle Kingdom in five years is just going to be like a month long like festival.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be two people in a ring just forearming each other
2: in the head. Uh, Abushi a, a and Okada, they're just going to wrestle for like a month straight.
1: Yeah. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, why not? I'm not going to watch it either way, so it doesn't affect me. Too busy watching Cats. (sighs) (sighs) I just
2: don't have anything (laughs) left to say.
1: Should we start these WrestleManias?
2: Please, as long as we're not talking about fucking
1: Cats anymore. Whoa, we need a comma in there, Jimmy.
0: That's fair, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Scott, you ready? Who wants to go first? And we'll talk about the pre or pre shows first.
2: Who wants to go first? I'll just I'll just go because my pre show is kind of bullshit uh, because it's a pre show, ladies and gentlemen.
0: i always expect nothing less.
2: So uh, the pre show starts off panel stuff mostly, and I, I'll even post my card when we're done. I literally wrote panel stuff. Um, Charlie Caruso, Pat McAfee, JBL, Shawn Michaels, Tom Phillips, some guests here and there, not Sam Roberts. None of this scoops Robert's last professional broadcaster bullshit on my WrestleMania. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. And then after some panel stuff, they you know they show us why we're here on the pre-show. And our opening match on the pre-show is the WWE Cruiserweight title fatal, fatal four-way match with Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, Drew Gulak, and Johnny Gargano. Because I don't know if um, many people remember, but uh, it was reported that NXT would have a presence on WrestleMania And on my WrestleMania, there's plenty of NXT. Um, So we have this fatal four-way match for, I guess it's the NXT Cruiserweight title now? I'm not sure. Um, Lots of wrestling. Um, Mostly, uh, it's just Humberto and Angel Garza going at it, Drew Drew Gulak and Johnny Gargano. And of course, yo boy, Drew Gulak wins the title back to bring peace and civility back to the Cruiserweight division because it's the pre-show and I like Drew Gulak. Um, Next up, we go straight into another match. Uh, Shayna Baszler defending her SmackDown Women's title uh, after she choked the fuck out of Bayley uh, a couple weeks prior to this on SmackDown to take on Charlotte Flair, who is now back on SmackDown because Shayna Baszler was like, ain't nobody can beat me. I'm the queen of spades. Blah, 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 blah. I got a big forehead. And then <laughs> Charlotte comes out and she's just like, Nuh-uh, my forehead's way bigger and I got sparkly jackets and I bang Andrade. What up? And so <laughs> they fight. Um, And I'm going to just say Shayna Baszler wins because, you know, bitches be crazy um speaking of bitches and them being crazy our third pre-show match is wwe women's tag team title match the team of fire and desire taking on the eye iconics and uh for my boy nathan i threw in dana brooke and lacey evans or rosie's riveters because i thought that was funny <laughs> Sorry, what? (laughs) Rosie's Riveters. uh,
3: Because
2: they're strong, independent women who form a tag team to take down other tag team women. Um, And they don't need no man to tell them what to do unless you're Dana Brooke and you like banging the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, And then uh, uh, Rosie's Riveters, uh, they end up winning the match because, you know, bitches. Panel stuff with guests. And then there's uh, there's a short sit down in the inside the arena with CM Punk and uh, Renee Young and Paige because they really want to get those ratings up at Backstage because they are
0: dreadful. And that's it for my pre-show. I love how, I'm looking forward to your main show if Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte is on your pre-show.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, I was like, wow. I, mean, I, like,
0: needed, I needed something that would make people actually tune into a two and a half hour pre-show. I mean, I, I was expecting, like, I was, part of my thought, like, has he accidentally got into his opening match and he's overshot the pre-show? Like, so oh no. Oh no, it's on it's on the pre-show because <laughs> pretty much
2: every other match is a title match on the main show.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't include the cruiserweight because I thought it's more of an NXT thing, so keep that for the takeover the night or two nights before. And I realized even without the cruiserweight title, there is a fuckload of titles at the minute here. That needs so eat. many. Like, oh shit, he's got a title. Like, are you just handing them out? Vince has become like Oprah with belts right now. If, <laughs> how bad do you feel for Sami Zayn right
2: now? like
0: everybody and their grandmother
2: has like seven titles and you're just standing there going like i like to dance <laughs> nah, 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 nah.
1: Ethan, so, do you want to talk about your pre-show i'd love to uh so wrestlemania pirate ship as well uh my pre-show is only an hour long because i was told we were a fantasy book in this so i could just kind of do <laughs> what i want uh renee young walks into a shot and steps over the body of, of an unconscious sam roberts uh, she sits down next to christian who's weirdly got blood over his knuckles but no one really brings it up uh, booker t comes in and he's literally uh, he's got a giant rubber duck that's entirely made out of diamonds uh, he placed it down on the table but again no one really brings it up there's not a lot of talking because i hate it when they talk uh, but there is some cool promo packages showing a lot of the history of wrestlemania no numbers are mentioned that's in all caps because we don't want to know how old it is. Christian's now a Hall of Famer, obviously. Uh, match one, Cruiserweight title, got Angel Gaza against Leo Rush versus Oni Larkin. Uh, there's no real story for this match, but it gets like 15 minutes. Leo wins after pinning Oni. Uh, Gaza does uh, his cool trouser spot right in front of Beyonce, who sat in the front row. And then Jay Z's <laughs> security just knocks him out. None of this was in the script. And then. Yeah, so that was it. We then go backstage where a giant purple blimp is landing uh, just in the car park. And then 32 buff boys and 32 well-titted chicks uh, come into shot, all of them uh, wearing kind of really skimpy purple outfits. They unroll a giant purple carpet. And then the camera cuts away. It's obviously, it's the Velveteen Dream. And that's written on the side of his blimp as well. Match two. Uh, then just got the Viking Raiders versus California. Uh, <laughs> I if, uh, wait, Jimmy, can you shout that for me? Because my voice is still a bit weird. Mm. Sorry, I was taking a sip of my beer. California! Those guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Versus the Street Profits. And that's for the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, Vikings do lots of Viking stuff. But it's really boring. Uh, California are still pretty good uh, but the Street Profits win because Montez Ford is the best Uh, he shakes the rope so much that it scares away Ivar uh, because he thinks that some kind of Viking stuff's going to happen we then go backstage and R-Truth is just kind of skulking around with his 24-7 title and that's where a load of really strong weed smoke gets blown into his face and he goes unconscious and that's where Miley Cyrus pins him and becomes a twenty, becomes a twenty four seven champion, and that's and that's the end of my pre show.
0: Weirdly, the most unrealistic <laughs> thing about that whole thing is the fact that that pre show was only an hour.
1: Yeah, it is true.
0: We packed a lot, a lot into the hour. Mm-hmm.
2: You packed more mm-hmm. than most three hour rose. I just love that, like Miley Cyrus, essentially like clothesline from hell f- to wit, like with weed smoke. Yes. Just, whew, big flip over, sell one, two, twenty four seven champion. Pretty much, so that's that's where we going. So We got Beyonce and Miley Cyrus in the same pre-show. The budget for this WrestleMania is already through the roof. Oh, just you wait. Oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> God Make, Scott.
1: Making, good,
0: making good use of that steroid money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. We've been sucking that blood money, cock, as CM Punk said on Twitter. <gasps> oh God, that was that was. He really what hates is, the man? Miz. Why does he Apparently. hate the Miz so much? <laughs> I don't know. Man can't take a joke.
0: I mean, I was going to say, I, I clearly didn't put as much thought into my pre show, although I don't do you about stuff not being realistic. When we get to my final match of the pre show, I'll do, prove a bit of an oxymoron, but I didn't think about panels or stuff like that because I don't usually watch those anyway. I'm usually grabbing drink or shit like that for later on while Booker T's talking about whatever. But I decided to take away the two battle royals that are usually on the pre show. I thought, I'm thinking of a new way of getting a lot of guys and a lot of women on the card. So I think I came up with something good, because the first match of my pre-show is a gauntlet match for the women's tie team titles. It's the Kabuki Warriors who come out on a pirate ship version of the the ring carts that used to come out in the old WrestleManias. Nice.
1: Excellent. But, I love that. Pretty there's a much,
0: much bigger pirate ship as part of the set, yeah. but, you know, they're like, no, we, we blew the budget on the, all the pyros, so you guys have to settle for this little one. So you have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <defend and laughs> the Kabuki Warriors defending
1: that image is just so funny to me <laughs>
0: just like, I, just, I just somehow love the image of Bruce Pritchard being the one to have to break it to them as well <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Kabuki Warriors they defend against the Iconics uh, Fire and Desire Dana Brooke and Carmella sorry and Lacey Evans and i said say to take a team from NXT and a team from NXT UK so from NXT well, it's so technically NXT UK, even though Tony Storm's been appearing on NXT, the US one. So it's Tony Storm, Piper Niven from NXT UK, and Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox from NXT. Ooh, nice. Interesting. You know, I'd be very tempted to just have Tegan Nox's team win because tegan is my new favorite women's wrestler because she loves Kane, but, you know.
2: Hands where we can see them, Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scott's, Scott's just gonna go back to his bunker for a bit. It's just it's just
0: so it's just late at night, so things are suddenly seems like things are suddenly funnier than I thought they would be. So it's like things just catch me.
1: Like so well, I'm sure I'm sure something caught you. Like you I said, need, hands where you can see him. You don't need to explain why Jimmy's funny to you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go Jimmy, you're lucky it's twenty past one in the morning or that wouldn't have been funny.
2: It's my fucking <laughs> that's my demographic people who are sleep deprived. <laughs> They can't tell that I'm
1: an a- I'm an idiot
2: asshole. That's my <laughs> whole thing.
1: You only talk to your fiance between the hours of one and four a.m. So you seem funny. I it <laughs> wouldn't have lasted six years.
2: She wouldn't have said yes if I didn't keep her up for three days beforehand. <laughs> She's she hasn't made
0: a good decision in six years.
3: <laughs>
0: Least of all me. Anyway. So it comes into. The team of Fire and Desire and the Kabuki Warriors is the last two teams because Kabuki Warriors won a match on Raw by a dastardly means, uh, using the mist to earn the last spot in the gauntlet. So they have the advantage. But I'm actually using this as a sort of a kind of a face turn for Fire and Desire. So I'm having them win and hold the tag team titles. And I'm mainly using their win and the result of the next match just so I can have this funny backstage moment later on as my second match is a now heel Uso's is Defending the SmackDown tag team titles against Heavy Machinery. Nice. Ooh. That'd be funny. Now, I, I came up with this idea because, like, I came up with this before the Usos came back, so my idea was the New Day put out an open challenge, the Usos come back, and they turn heel during the match to win the titles, and then Air Machinery, because they're one of the few proper teams left on SmackDown outside the Usos and the New Day, and, I mean, this is just. Picking can you not love him? I just want to see him hold the title, and also I just have a moment between him and Mandy Rose backstage with both their titles.
2: Just <laughs> dripping in gold, the 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 gold, the golden couple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to see Otis just like, uh, just pouring cake onto his belt and then just eating it like it's a plate. Just, just, just what's there? Hey, Mandy. You see my belt. <laughs> just, there's just like a
2: giant steak. <laughs> on the belt like every week and he's just like <laughs> gnawing at it like a like a rabid dog
0: oh, he is so, uh, picked up. Uh, backstage and our truth is arriving at the arena like he runs into Carmella and she's like why Why are you doing here like you're not booked to be on the card like on the well on the 487 European champion I can't not be on Wrestlemania and he walks through the backstage area he goes into catering and gets caught with a super kick from Dolph Ziggler who almost ruins the entire show oh, just god. on the pre-show by winning the 24/7 title?
1: Oh god! So yeah. that, um, I've, I've looked at Dolph Ziggler so much throughout my life,
0: I don't <laughs> remember a time before him. I know. I think it was black and white before him. Yeah. You no, know,
2: it was just um, it was just the Rockers had just broken up <laughs> because that void now needed to be filled by someone else. Monty Crue was on the outs,
0: and Dolph Ziggler was like, me, me, pick me. And they were like, go ahead. So, I know I said I didn't really have Battle Royals. So that wasn't entirely true, because I do have a Battle Royal. It's not the Entree of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. What is one of the best WrestleManias of all time? Oh, oh, you're doing a gimmick Battle Royal, aren't you? Yes. Well, the surprise <laughs> but yes. The return of the gimmick Battle Royal. Oh, Lord. <laughs> featuring. Oh, because I looked up, they have so many like past superstars as either random agents or the performance that are some weird job because they're just hiring everybody. So give them all a the payday. We've got Scotty Too hot, We've got Terry Taylor as the Red Rooster. We've got The Big Show. And he's just one strap singlet. We've got Landstorm, the Road Dog as the Roadie coming out with Jeff Jarrett. We've got the APA, Harlem Heat, the Hurricane. And the most fantasy moment of my entire uh, fantasy card here. This match is won by Lex Luger. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Because apparently he works... He's under contract as some sort of wellness consultant or whatever, according to Wikipedia, that very valid source of truth. Oh my God. Jesus. Now, I know See, he's had some health he teach issues.
1: i people about wellness.
0: Over the years. Of all the people. So, he comes out to his, obviously, to I'll be your hero, because it's an absolute anthem. <laughs> he's wheeled, he wheels very slowly to the ring in an all-American jumpsuit. Doesn't get in the ring until there's two people left. Slides in. And just pushes him over. Basically like the iron Sheik. He can't really go over the top, so he's winning.
2: Uh, can I can I add somebody to your gimmick battle royal because he works for the company and he's delightful? Screaming Norman Smiley in full football gear.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's in he's a name I looked at with, as well like, I was just giving some examples, I didn't want to list like thirty fucking legends. With the wiggle. <laughs> oh guy.
1: <God>. Can we <laughs> add um Kenny Dykstra?
0: <laughs> I wanted to put Abyss <laughs> in here but I thought they can't they can't have him be abyss. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, I love Abyss. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. Oh, so is, uh, that, is that is that all your pre-show?
0: Yeah, uh, there is one more thing. To save the show, as it's about to start, we have Dolph Ziggler walking through the back as the countdown. He's got, like, ten minutes left. as a countdown screen with ten minutes to go until Mania. He's got this go private skybox to watch WrestleMania as a champion, and then he gets rolled up by Drake Maverick in disguises as one security people outside. He's sweet. He just... He won't let him in the door, and then he suddenly just sneaks under his legs, rolls him up, and Drake Maverick pins. He's are like, going to become the new 24-7 champion.
1: What a legend. Mm-hmm. Drake Maverick, man. I love Drake Maverick. I forgot he existed.
0: Yeah, so that's my pre-show. Even with all these legends, it's still somehow under the most uneventful pre-show so far. Well, out of <laughs> all of us. I don't know. You had a lot going on. You had a, of a lot going
1: on. Uh, Jimmy, pretty- how does your show... Oh, do we want to just do the opening and then the first match? Yes. Absolutely. So, of course, because
2: it's WrestleMania and because it's Florida, many explosions start to come out, uh, you know, fireworks everywhere, people smoking meth, uh, just fucking. I mean, f- we're going full fucking Florida. OK. And the pirate ship is just you see like Johnny Depp in full costume from Pirates of the Caribbean and all this other shit. And then the I mean, even though it's like middle of the day on the East Coast, the lights go down. And you just hear, yo, it's Mr. Worldwide. And we get a full-on <laughs> performance from Pitbull featuring Flo Rida. And they tear the house down. Um, fucking Pitbull's talking about product placement and stuff. And he's saying, Dale like a bunch, like all the time. And then after that 74-minute epic opening to WrestleMania has concluded, our first match is a... Ladder match for the NXT North American title, Roderick Strong, Pete Dunne, Daniel Bryan, Dominic Dijakovic, and, of course, Demon Balor. Um, They go, like, 30 minutes. Uh, You get to see everything that you ever wanted to see from this type of match with these guys in it. Daniel Bryan gets super, super close. Uh, Demon Balor then runs up the ladder and just, like, nails Bryan in the face. And Demon Balor walks away, NXT North American champion. Where uh just in time before Pete Dunne gets there to knock him off, Demon Balor's your new NXT North American champion. And that's the opening to my WrestleMania.
1: That'll be in such a great match. But after seventy-four minutes of pitbull <laughs> And Floor Rider. I feel like oh, yeah. our pre-shows yeah, are kinda of the same. Uh, not exactly the same. But can I go into mine? No, oh, please. Okay. So all the lights in the arena turn off. And then this pirate ship just slowly lights up and then there's a spotlight and it's Michael Bay.
0: Oh, and he boy. just
1: screams into a microphone, are you ready for some fucking explosions? And he <laughs> hits this giant red button. And what happens is it's a 35 minute 69,420 firework show. That's how many fireworks there are. And they're just going off from everything. They're shooting out the pirate ship's cannons. And it just goes on forever. But because it's Florida and this where it's me and Jimmy obviously had the same idea. <laughs> so many alligators just walk out from the parishes <laughs> as well. And uh, it becomes a real issue immediately. Uh, but they managed to collect collect them all. And then there's a half hour set from the pirate metal band, Elstorm. storm um, They also then finish it off with the national anthem, obviously. But at this point, the crowd is just we it looks like a mosh pit because of the camera angles. But really, they're just all terrified of these alligators. And that's where the show begins. My uh, commentary team for the entire show is big time in fuck Hall of Fame of Vic Joseph, Corey oh, yeah. Graves and Nigel McGuinness. Solid and we and we open the show after what's left of the crowd uh, <laughs> takes their seats, including still Beyonce and Jay-Z front row. Uh, With the Intercontinental title, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. Uh, Sami is back in the ring because I think he's injured at the moment, which is why he's not. And the story is that basically he stole the IC title from Shinsuke. Now, key bit there is he never won it. He literally just stole it. (laughs) And he tried to pawn it off for the value of the metal because obviously he's not been working because he's been hurt. So he's a bit behind on the bills and everything because that's how that works. Uh, but when he gets to the uh, pawn shop uh, cesaro is there and he's like hey man what are you doing but he says it in swiss <laughs> and, uh,
2: <laughs> just <laughs> sipping a small coffee eating some chocolate and it's just in swiss just like what's up what are you doing
1: yeah and so on? he's like oh nothing man i'm just here to get this uh get this buffed there was a scratch on it cesaro's like why would you come here to do that and Sammy's like, Why are you here? Why have you got a coffee? Like, there's no cafe here. And they, they kind of have a bit of a row, and that's where Shinsuke rocks up. And he's like, Hey, man, that's mine. But he says it in Japanese. Of course. And um, yeah, then, then that's the story for this match. The match gets plenty of time, like 30 minutes, probably. Uh, as Sami Zayn it looks like he's about, about to win, going for the Huluva kick on Cesaro, but then Kinshasa and the one, two, three. And Shinsuke, re- I guess he retains, but he kind of just gets it back. And Shinsuke is still the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, mm. Can I do my backstage bit now as well? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so uh, Miley Cyrus is backstage doing some kind of weird nude photo shoot, 24 7 title. Uh, the camera person is like, gets really close and then lets off a big flash in her eye and then punches her straight in the clip. <laughs> i don't know why i wrote that (laughs) point of order point of order um
2: where is the 24 7 title because you said she's nude oh it was covering her um it's
1: covering her tits obviously covering her tits but like clam fully out yeah yeah well the camera flash and then miley's like oh shit my eyes Uh, but she (laughs) says it in white trash and then uh, (laughs) and then um Where's well, Lady Gaga, and she punches her straight in the clit and then pins her. Oh,
2: it's my face balls! No!
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so Lady Gaga's now the 24-7 champion. Okay. That's how my mania <laughs> opens. <laughs> um,
2: I forgot to mention the 74-minute magnum opus of Pitbull and Flo Rida and all the explosions is, uh, of course, brought to you by Coca-Cola.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Generations beyond the sun. Generations beyond the sun, indeed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Long, you, long may their legacy live. Scott, how does
1: your show Well
0: Well, uh, the opening video package, basically they're really hammering home with Boat Steam. We've got a video package basically talking about the main like feuds and the desire to be on WrestleMania, but they're also constantly trying to tie it very loosely into Boat puns and references to ships. Like, who will brave the seven seas to victory at WrestleMania or some shit like that? And I said, Beyond the no. wind is a pirate. <laughs> and the whole, on a boat. The whole thing is narrated by Kelsey Grammer. Oh, (laughs) fucking course it is. Well, he narrated the opening to WrestleMania 32, so, you know, get him back, get him on make him He should be the new Freddie Blassie when it comes to pay for view intros. You know what? I'm on board. I'm fully on board. And, obviously, all the power, so much smoke, you can't see the ring when the first people are making their entrance. (laughs) And the first 20 or 25 minutes of my card is taken up by the opening match, which is also a ladder match. It is for the United States Championship, which is Andrade defending against Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Ricochet, Cesaro, and Alistair Black. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds we,
2: we, like we two got some good strong openers.
0: Yeah. The annoying thing about this was, I thought, who do I want to see in a match like this? And I put them all down, I thought, okay, god, now I want to see them all win. And I've been thinking about it, and I think it comes down to, this is, it comes down to Andrade and Alistair Black, and basically, Black's on one ladder. Almas is on the other. Almas is trying to push, try to push each other's ladder, but Black manages to catch himself, but also kind of a version of the Black Mass or some sort of sidekick right to the side of Almas's head, and Almas goes tumbling off the ladder, and Black pulls down the table. He's your new US champion, because he should be wrestling more regularly and not sitting in a room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does he start off in the room? Because no one knocked on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this does like a Goldberg-esque entrance.
0: He does a Goldberg-esque end, like walk from his from his room, which is all the way at the back of the arena, and you got all five guys all sitting there checking their watches. Like, Jesus, can, or something will be over by the time this guy gets here.
2: And when, did do you see him like lay down on the little like board thing that rises up for his entrance?
0: Yeah, or, just like... cut to cut to A.J. Styles in Virginia talk or wherever he's from. Just like, oh for God's sake, he got you got to do the full entrance too. <laughs> i don't know what that's supposed to be <laughs> the guy community. <laughs> guy community the guy community i say for the next match there is it cuts the backstage again where drake maverick is running around screaming at the top of his lungs that he's a 24-7 champion you know that should probably be the last thing you should be doing if you're that if you've got that belt and he runs into dana brooke who suddenly starts flirting with him and also he's all on board with it he's like uh you know uh, forget the fact that i'm married no she's not here still not the marriage, so it's not technically official all well, that shit, and then Dana Brooke says you got a surprise for him, and she asks him to turn around, and as he turns around, he's laid out by new Hall of Famer Batista, who lays out <laughs> Drake Maverick, allowing Dana Brooke to put one foot on Drake Maverick's chest and pin him, and Dana Brooke is now your 24-7 champion. Bloody legend.
1: Absolutely <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> Big, Dave. Big Dave knows how to, mm-hmm. how to play the game.
0: Yep
2: my next match uh and now that the uh the North American title match took place and there's already been a new champion crowned we're going to go along with that a little bit and we're going to unify the Raw and SmackDown tag team championships uh specifically because both shows do not have the roster to like facilitate two tag team titles so we're fucking smashing them together The belts are going to be half red and half blue. I'm going the full nine with it. Um, So it is the Raw and SmackDown tag team unification elimination match. We got The Revival, Miz and Morrison versus The Usos versus The New Day versus The Street Profits. Um, And it's, you know, Fast and Furious, Miz and Morrison, uh, they're they're in it like early on, but then they sort of like slide out of the ring and sort of disappear, feigning injury. Um, And then The New Day gets eliminated Street profits end up getting eliminated, and the Usos and the Revival go at it uh, for about 10 minutes. Revival get get what they think is the win until Miz and Morrison come in and like just grab grab the victory and bolt the fuck out of the ring. Um, Morrison hits what is it, Starship fucking Thundercunt or whatever the fuck is Starship spinning? Yeah. yeah, that. Yes, that's he, what it's called. Yeah, he hits he hits the Revival member who gets the 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 pin. Let's just say it's Dash Wilder. Um, and that's how they end up uh claiming both sets of tag team titles. And that will be something that will be going forward for the next couple of months, how they think that they're the best tag team in the world. Yada yada yada. Uh next up, very similar to um Nathan's Intercontinental title match, but slightly different. Uh Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. We're running it back from takeover. Um Shinsuke turns on Sammy uh just as Sammy's able to start wrestling again, because obviously he's had that injury. Um and Sammy becomes the uber babyface like he was in NXT, uh, starts messing with Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura messes with him back. They go back and forth for a few weeks leading up to WrestleMania. And then they come back in, and it's like part two of an epic set of matches from TakeOver to this WrestleMania. They go about 22 and a half minutes, uh, and Sami Zayn actually wins his first title in WWE with a huluva kick, uh, beating Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship, and all is right with the world. Um, Then next up is a United States title match, one-on-one, Andrade Cien Almas, yes, I say the whole thing, uh, versus Samoa Joe. I just think this match would be super cool, um, and I would really love to see both of these guys just go at it. Samoa Joe is now a babyface, pretty much, from what I understand, Uh, but Andrade ends up beating him because let's face it, Zelina Vega gets involved and she hits the, like the Hurricane Rana, like I, I call that the Clam Slam, um, and yeah, and she hits Samoa Joe with that a couple times. And Joe fights around it as much as he can. He even puts the Coquina Clutch on her, but like she's just screaming like harder, do it harder. So he like lets her go and she escapes the ring. And then Hammerlock DDT, Samoa Joe eats the pin. Andrade wins. That's
0: my first couple of matches. <laughs> I'll be honest with uh, you. So Joe, it was one of those matches I didn't realize I wanted until you just mentioned it. I Yeah, I thought of it the other
2: day and I was like, oh, that would be, especially now that Joe is like a, a babyface, that would be really, really cool because arguably the best stuff of Samoa Joe's career was the X Division stuff back in TNA. And I think this would be like the United States title match. Him in that picture, I think would bring some sort of prestige back to that title. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty
1: great. and. Uh, On to, if you think wrestling can't get any better than that, prepare for what I'm about to say to you. My next match is Baron Corbin, King Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Uh, The story has been continuing because during the Royal Rumble, Roman got down to the last three, but then Baron Corbin came out with a squeaky toy, and he squeaked it a few times, and Roman got real confused, so he jumped over the top rope to try and get to the toy, but Corbin was gone, so Roman was (laughs) super, (laughs) super annoyed. Um, then the next week on Smackdown, Corbin locked Roman out of the building, even though it was raining. And <laughs> Roman Reigns got a bit got a bit confused by that because he <laughs> wanted to come in and he wasn't allowed to, even though he was like, scratching on the door and stuff. I was going
3: to ask if he was scratching <laughs> on the door.
1: And uh, so what Roman Reigns did was he needed to realize he needed to separate himself from his big dog identity and who Roman Reigns really is. So um, he did what anyone does when they need to go find themselves. Uh, he went backpacking around Europe for four weeks. And so he did that to try and kind of find his zen. And that's where Baron Corbin challenged him to a match at WrestleMania, but not just any match, a kennel match. Not kennel from hell, there's different, a kennel match. So the rules of a kennel match are simple there's a kennel at the top of the ramp, which I forgot to mention is a quarter of a mile long because it's WrestleMania. And there's no real wrestling in this match, you just have to disenfranchise your opponent the point where they believe it's best for them to go and get in the kennel uh so the match begins both guys standing in the ring both of microphones and uh baron corbin looks at roman and tells him you're a bad dog go get in the kennel and that's when roman reigns begins to consider it he drops his head a bit the crowd go fucking apeshit at this point and everyone's going mad they're, they're, they're doing the no chant, like daniel bryan no chan the camera pans to Britt baker who looks stunned <laughs> at what she's seeing. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns, so he kind of walks towards the ropes for a bit. Is he going to go? Is he not? And that's where he sings, no. And he look, you're not a king and you have no friends. And everyone here should unfollow you on Twitter. And that's where people get their phones out and they start to unfollow Baron Corbin. Corbin drops to one knee. The crowd gasp. Is he going to go get in the kennel? <laughs> this is the best thing I've this ever is
3: already,
2: This <laughs> is already main event level. I was like half asleep when you said that these two were going to wrestle each other,
1: but I am fucking on board now. Uh, let's keep going Uh, Corbin responds by telling Roman this crowd hates him and Roman Reigns if you're in the main event they wouldn't be cheering you they'd be booing you because you're shoved down their throat and then he goes would you like to shove this down your throat and he gets out some pedigree chum and Roman looks at it and he's like yeah I quite would like to do that the crowd quietened down they go silent they're like oh shit because they're realising what hypocrites they are they're fickle as as Daniel (laughs) Bryan would say because they would boo Roman Reigns If he was in the main event, maybe it is best that Roman goes up this quarter of a mile long ramp and gets in the kennel. Roman looks up the ramp. Corbin walks up to Roman Reigns and he swaps the Pedigree Chum for a big bone and looks him in the eyes. He says, you want this? Go be a good boy and get in the kennel. (sighs) Such tension sexual tension yeah they pan back to Britt baker who's just doing a different face and also has a different t-shirt on for some reason uh roman drops his head it's a fucking snl sketch like <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but then roman he finds some strength from somewhere he find he finds some energy and he looks baron corbin in the eyes again he says that kennel is too small for a big dog crowd goes an ape shit Yes, chance. Everywhere. People hugging each other. They're crying. They've realized Roman Reigns is back. He grabs the bone from Baron Corbin. He bites straight through it. It actually breaks all his teeth, but it's pretty great. And then he looks at Roman Reigns, (laughs) blood pouring out of his mouth. He just goes, bed now. Baron Corbin runs up the ramp at the speed of light. He hides in the kennel. Fireworks go off, pyro everywhere. Roman Reigns is the winner. He hugs the referee. He goes and hugs Britt Baker, who's changed a t-shirt again for some reason. And that's where David Rubin, the head of the Oscars, comes out and he hands Roman Reigns a lifetime achievement award. And that's where the camera pans to Corbin, who's just shaking and crying. And Dolph Ziggler is trying to like get him out of the kennel and go, "Hey man, we should probably go." And that's match two. Fuck.
0: Look, who cares about anything else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So after that, we went,
1: we go backstage and Lady Gaga's walking around with the 24-7 title. And that's where she sees a dress made of tofu. And she goes, <laughs> oh, maybe I should put that on. But that's where, whack, someone hits her on the back of the head with a uh, jade vagina egg that's available at Goop. And it's Gwyneth Paltrow. And she pins her for the 24-7 title. Uh, then we hear loads of shouting coming from the kitchen. So the camera guy like runs in there to make it look realistic. And it's Gordon Ramsay. And he's going ape shit because Mark Henry has bent all his frying pans. Uh, Henry says, uh, sorry, man, but that last match gave me such anxiety. I had to come in and prove how strong I am. And then Gordon challenges Henry to a cook-off. But Mark says, nah, dog. And he just walks off. And that's where Gordon Ramsay in a rage. Throws a meat tenderizer across the room. And it hits Gwyneth Paltrow right in the head. She was coming in here to try and cook some nice sort of vegan food uh ramsey seizes his chance grabs a referee and pins him uh pins her to become the 24 7 champion (laughs) so i do match three yeah
2: quick question can i buy some pot off of
3: you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure and uh (laughs) matt match freeze alexa bliss versus nikki cross uh and i just wrote bitch bliss is back and she's been ripping into scotland at every single fucking opportunity (laughs) Uh, Cross gets super annoyed about it and tries to defend Scotland, but there's not really a lot to defend over it. And what tips are over the edge is there's a segment on SmackDown where Bliss spends 15 minutes just pouring original iron brew down a drain and just going, this has no use, uh, whilst there's a giant fire in the background, which is just 100,000 copies of Braveheart. Uh, This is a street fight, and Bliss wins after distracting uh, Nikki Cross with the prospect of a second referendum.
2: Jesus. Have you yeah. ever heard of the, the concept of top heavy booking? Uh
1: no, because everything else I've written is gold. Jesus.
0: Oh, I see a small part of me die when you said she spent fifty minutes pouring away original line, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a fifty minute segment. So she didn't even talk during it. It was just a camera <laughs> on her and she just opened bottle after bottle. <laughs>
0: so just
1: that's my next uh, I've got some more twenty four seven stuff. For my next match, do you want to hear that now?
0: Yeah, you yeah, want
1: know. All right. So Gordon Ramsay screaming at a child who's eating a hot dog, and a person approaches him and says that he can make Gordon a brilliant meatloaf. Ramsay says that would be nice, but it isn't actually a chef. It's singer songwriter meatloaf who then rolls up Gordon Ramsay and is now the twenty four seven champion.
2: Oh my god!
0: What is going on on your WrestleMania? <laughs> he would he would do anything for the twenty four seven title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, like he won't that. do that. <laughs> um so wait did
2: you put in your application to be a writer at wwe nathan Yeah, did you do that because this is fucking fantastic
1: yeah i'm writing wrestling. i'm in charge of the baron corbin roman reigns storyline fantastic (laughs) so yeah that that was that's all i've got for you so far until next time
2: oh that's all that's that's it that's that's i've
1: got six more matches and some other crap jesus christ okay scott um
0: (laughs) okay Speaking of Nikki Cross, uh, I have Nikki Cross challenging Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I kind of threw this together almost because well, the SmackDown Women's one of the few that it's one of the ones I really don't care about at the moment because, well, Bailey's not done anything since she cut her hair. So basically I had a kind of, it's been a feud between Banks and Bailey and Bliss and Cross that kind of spun into this where Banks and Bailey wanted to win the tag titles because they thought no one's going to take the SmackDown Women's title. So, might as well go, go get some other gold. They lost a qualifying match to Cross and Bliss. So then when Bliss and Cross tried to challenge the Warriors at Elimination Chamber, uh Banks and Bailey cost them the match. And then Cross reminds Bailey that it was Cross that pinned Bailey in that tag match. So eventually Cross gets her title shot. And Cross wins because it really at the moment she's more interested than Bailey who is just sits there with a frown on her face and that stupid haircut. That haircut does suck. It does.
1: It looks like um, Lego hair. <laughs> oh my god! It does, it does look like Lego hair. Yeah, it looks like you just pull it straight off her head.
0: I saw one. It's a picture of her walking down to the ring, looking very angry, and someone when you when you see someone that walks in the store and asks, "Can I see your supervisor?"
1: Oh god, yeah. Well, she had that weird necklace, no, like headdress on mm-hmm. the last time I saw her as well. Because yeah, then... she vacationed in Themascura.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> She'd yeah. make a shit
2: Wonder
0: Woman. <laughs> Yeah, she would.
2: Fantastic guess, uh,
0: ass, though. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I had a match that you guys also had, but I, I had a bit of a difference. I have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. It's a Zane. kennel match. <laughs> I have Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, but this time this is just a singles match. There is no IC title on the line because Shinsuke lost the IC title at the Royal Rumble and then spent the next month trying to get it back, and then failed. And he blamed all that on Sami Zayn. So after his last attempt at getting the belt failed, he just turned around and repeatedly kneed Sami Zayn in the face. So Sami Zayn is now the face, and Nakamura is back to just being a ruthless heel. who just doesn't speak a lot, he just comes out and just kicks people in the head. And unfortunately, Sami Zayn is another victim as Nakamura wins. I'm not and appreciating
2: Kurt, the lack of love from my boy Sammy Zayn here.
0: Well, Corey Graves does have to be able to play some commentary for this evening as he blows out his vocal cords yelling, King Shasta, so loud. So. <laughs> 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 and I do have one more uh, 24-7 title thing before the next match. So, as Dana Burke backstage in the locker room, Game she's is going to go out for a night in the time with Batista. Uh, who walks into the dressing room taking her? None other than Christian. He sits down next to her. He says, oh, congratulations. He gives her a hug. But then he keeps holding on to the hug and starts leaning back a bit until Brick's shoulders are pinned down. And then the referee seeks in, counts the three, Christian runs away with the title. Christian is the 24th and champion. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. <laughs> wow. Oh,
1: Just my WrestleMania's
2: God. WrestleMania's
1: are all so great. Yeah. All of them. Just so much top wrestling jesus christ i'm I'm like i'm
2: near i'm nearly speechless like it's just some of the stuff that's been going on um next up uh on my version of wrestlemania pirate ship is a street fight or the you know up i can't i can't call it that i was gonna call it an upper deck fight but that's just not that's just not something you call a match um street fight between uh kevin owens and seth Rollins. AOP has been banned from ringside because KO defeated uh, both members of AOP individually and then snuck away with a win over both of them over the last few weeks on raw. Um, and it's just Kevin Owens beating the Holy hell at of at a Seth Rollins just over and over and over and over again until the last
3: <laughs>
2: gets like shoved out of his lungs and Kevin Owens murders Seth Rollins. Um, and that's it. That's it. Kevin Owens wins. The crowd loses their minds when Seth Rollins breathes his last breath. They're like, yes, finally. <clears throat> and there's a big there's a big like Kevin Owens for president chant. Uh, KO 2020 is the chant. Um, and uh, that's <laughs> that's how that match goes. Uh, the next two matches are kind of together. So I'm just gonna do them back to back. We're having a submission match between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, but you'll notice that there is no title on the line because Ronda Rousey cost Becky Lynch the Raw Women's Title at uh, Royal Rumble to Asuka, and uh, Asuka will be defending her Raw Women's Title against Kyrie Sane because God damn it, I've been saying it for months. If they don't use that pirate ship to give Kyrie Sane an entrance for which she needs to be a face for. Because otherwise, you know, people are just going to cheer it anyway. Um, and this this is sort of like a ladder match, except the belt is in a chest on top of the crow's nest of the ship, um, just to fit, you know, the, the the theme of the WrestleMania. And Asuka's the heel, Kairi Sane is the babyface, and Kairi Sane ends up beating Asuka because she knows her way around a pirate ship more than Asuka does, and Asuka just is sort of stuck trying to climb up the ladder because apparently she can't climb. Cause there's too much like mist everywhere. A lot of slipping and sliding. Um, the submission match, uh, though, uh, Becky Lynch gets just choked out beyond recognition because Ronda Rousey comes out and she's all like, you know, like third level cell from dragon ball Z. And she's just like, boom, boom. And fucking Becky Lynch is just like, Oh no, I don't know what to do. What the fuck is going on? Snaps her arm game over. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins both leave dead and crying uh, from this year's WrestleMania because they're <laughs> insufferable and I hate them. Um, <laughs> that's my next three matches. <laughs> just leave a <her> body bag. <laughs> Becky's actually dragging the body bag up the uh, the ramp because they just left his body out there. and They were like, you decided to marry him. This is your problem. You clean <laughs> up. And she's just like, but why? And they were like, because you're the man, remember? Why don't you just zip the fucking bag up, shut your mouth, get out of here. <laughs> and like while she's dragging it up the um, the ramp, Pitbull and Flow Rider come back out, and they do a brand new trap rap version of the uh, sad walking away music from the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> and you just keep hearing, Dolly. Mr. Worldwide, Coca Cola, and uh, that's that's how that that's how that goes. Also, Love it. also Pitbull is 24/7 champion throughout the entire show. No one ever dares step to Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, just because no one wants to go near him. Exactly. He's
1: oh, oh you can go win the title. He's like, yeah, but he's so insufferable.
2: And, well, also many many STDs. He is from Miami. After all,
1: <laughs> so much Florida in this WrestleMania it's in Tampa. This is true. Uh, My match four is a ladder match for the United States title. It's Angelade Cien Almas against Rey Mysterio Jr. Against Jeffrey Hardy. Against Matthew Hardy. Against Shorty G. And Sheamus. Um, All I really wrote for this is so much ladder stuff. At one point, (laughs) Jeff Hardy climbs so high to jump off something that someone has to interrupt him and say that he's kind of breaking a building code by being up so high. So he has to get down a little bit. and uh, Andrade retains just after doing some kind of crazy move to Rey Mysterio. He also steals his mask, but Rey Mysterio is wearing a second mask after that ma- under that mask. So Andrade steals that mask, but Rey has a third mask on. Then he takes off that mask. It's actually been Dominic the entire time, and no one knows where Rey is. And he's just not in the match. So he kind of gets disqualified for not being part of it. At one point, Matt Hardy breaks down in laughter when he realizes what Shorty G's name is. He's like, oh shit! I've been calling you Chad for months, and that gets a moment. Uh, after Rey Mysterio does a six, does a really cool six one nine onto Jeff Hardy, the camera pans to Britt Baker, who's doing another reaction in the crowd, and then Andrade climbs up the ladder and wins. Uh, Zelina Vega, I just forgot to write her into the match, so sorry, <laughs> but she was probably there. She probably looked really nice. Slam uh, slam. Yes, that she was too busy preparing her clam, and. Um, Hall of Fame presentation bit, I just wrote CHRISTIAN in all caps. <laughs> and I didn't really bother to think of anyone else, um, even though people have already been announced. I'm not including them. Match five, it's Sasha versus Bailey for the SmackDown women's title. It just finally happens. Uh, Sasha finishes a rap album that she's doing at the moment, and she plays it to Bailey, and Bailey's like, yeah, it's really good. But Sasha can tell that she doesn't mean it. So that becomes an issue in their friendship. After like three weeks of a bit of tension, Sasha's like, Hey, did you really like my rap album or not? And Bailey was like, Rap's just not really my thing. I'm more kind of a country music kind of girl. And Bailey's been listening to Mickey James's album the entire time. And huh. it turns out Bailey didn't even bother listening to Sasha Banks' album. She just listened to that one song that Sasha sent her. So Sasha beats the shit out of her and just throws her through a window at one point. Uh, Snoop Dogg tries to kind of break it all up on one episode of SmackDown. And they do kind of like the therapist bit, you know, when they have the therapy guy. I can't remember his name. Beat, oh, uh, uh,
2: Dr. Dr. Shelby. Shelby.
1: Yeah, they do those skits, but instead it's Snoop Dogg. But really, Snoop Dogg's advice is just to get high. So it's just a lot. There's like three weeks versus of just segments, which is just Sasha, Bailey, and Snoop Dogg getting high. So and it's just like that like 70s show, and they go around in the circle, and they're talking. Yeah, like, well, one week they're talking. The next week, they've just been watching kind of a lot of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> and then week three it's just bailey going like you know what i don't even need to be a wrestler i could do it i could be an actress and sasha's like no you couldn't you suck uh she says it in a different than that and then they realise that they've actually just spent three weeks getting high with snoop dog and they come back they fight a bit more bailey's still the champion and they make it to wrestlemania bailey wins just because i don't like sasha no real reason for that Uh, backstage Meatloaf gets tricked by a fan to come to the parking lot and the entirety of the XFL team the Battlehawks absolutely level him and then then one of them pins him I don't know what any of the players names are and that guy is the champion now Uh, match six Seth Rollins with the AOP the Samoa Joe Seth Rollins has continued his cackling ways and just kind of cackles a lot Uh, instead of having his blonde streak he's dyed his entire hair blonde and he has a black streak Instead, just for a bit of originality. And the story here is that Seth has just beat the shit out of KO and he's now gone. Samoa Joe wants to avenge him. So there's a standard story. AOP are there, but they get sent to the back really early. But there is an awkward bit where the ref's like, Hey Rezar, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm Akem it turned <laughs> out the it turned out the AOP were lying, and that was Rezar. So the ref's just like, you know what? Just both of you just fuck off. And then Joe chokes out Seth for the win. And my final bit of this seg- segment is the Velveteen Dream is backstage with his entourage. And all he says to the camera is, I can see you, John. And then, and that's the end of this bit. Okay.
0: Well, goddamn. Oh, sorry, Nathan, I didn't realize you'd stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to take in. Yeah. I mean, I remember listening to the motivation behind the Sajjah Banks, Beeloo, and I thought, well, wars have been started over less. And I'm <laughs> <Over> good. <laughs>
1: three weeks of getting high at
0: Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I'm going to go through the next three matches on that card Uh, next I have the Intercontinental Championship match we have champion Braun Strowman defending against Sheamus Uh, Braun won the title at the Rumble from Nakamura as I mentioned before and then they did a triple threat later on down the line where it was Nakamura and Sami Zayn working together to try and beat Strowman but Sami Zayn took the pin there and that's why Nakamura blamed Sami Zayn for him losing the title so in Seamus' real motivation is the IC title is really low Belt. He's got left to win, so that's what he wants. But unfortunately, he doesn't get it done as he hits like three broke kicks. But Stroman keeps getting back up. And then with Strowman's new best friend Tyson Fury cheering him on, he tells him, right hook, right hook. And as Seamus goes for a fourth uh kick, and just right hooks uh, Seamus and just knocks him the fuck out. And then just picks up his limp body for a power slam, just drops him, pins him, and retains, and then goes and hugs Tyson Fury. Oh,
1: so it's That's a touching fun. moment.
0: Mm-hmm. They oh, were enemies and they're friends. I
1: like that. That's what WrestleMania is all about.
0: The, the the Nakamura match and this night's match are the only two matches I have on my main card that aren't title matches, which again shows just how many fucking titles they have right now. And as John Cena versus Drew McIntyre. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a Big match. match. live Because, like, Drew needs something to really help him stand out on his own because he just keeps appearing in the background like, oh, look, I'm pals with Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Oh, look, I'm pals with Shane McMahon. I'm pals with Dolph Ziggler. Like, he just needs to be able to stand on his own. So I'm going to have him defeat John Cena here. And we have Cena come back. He does his usual site when he came back to like Raw, I think it is. Because I think that's what brand Drew's on. I don't know who's on what show anymore. And he comes out and Drew doesn't really say anything. He just looks at Cena Cena... Try some jokes that don't really land, and Drew just headbutts him and just points the WrestleMania side, and that's how this match is made. I
2: what mean, that's match. solid. That's solid. Yeah, like.
0: Also, one of the fin- finishes, Cena goes for one of these shoulder tackles, and Drew just claymores him in midair. <laughs> Fantastic. fan fucking It Completely fucks up Cena's nose again, much like when Seth Rollins need him in 2015.
1: He doesn't need that nose.
0: And then, and that Cena gone for another year. What a guy? John Cena is so great. Backstage, we have the street prophets doing their whole thing of, oh, you mean that thing that happened that you just seen ten minutes ago? Let's talk about it again. And they make some jokes, but now no longer being able to see John Cena, and they're partying backstage with Christian, who's drinking out of that those are, like plastic cups that they come out with. And then Christian goes, wait a minute, did you guys add something to this? And Christian just slowly passes out. And both Street Profits pin him to become dual 24-7 champions.
1: So they roofied Christian. Yes, they roofied the guy. They well, date-rape Christian.
0: The guy retired because of concussions. I need to find a way for him to pin without taking a So He just gently starts fading. Then Montage just lowly chitles him to the ground. Like, shh, just sleep now, sleep now. Both put a finger on like, riff. And the riff quietly, just, one, two. <laughs> of course, you don't want to wake him up. <laughs> That'd be rude. I know. Uh, Shh, 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 No words, just dreams. Shh, yeah. shh, shh the guy's had shh. a hell of a career. He deserves a good sleep. Christian's had a big day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look at him, old Tuck it out.
0: He just lies there. One boy just rolls over and starts sucking his thumb.
2: Does Does Michael Cole get the call and he's just like, the Street Profits are the new
0: 24-7 champions? Yes, of course.
2: Fantastic. He Fantastic. Moment of the year. Hands down.
0: The uh, third match is the first part of a triple main event on this show and it is for the Universal Championship, is The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defending against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got got this opportunity not by winning the Rumble instead, by winning an Elimination Chamber match that in the right for this. And when Roman's still being in the Chamber before, as the show's about to go off air, The uh, Fiend, like, the weird lights go out, and then the lights come back up, and there's one of the puppets in each of the four pods. And then The Fiend just appears behind them and obviously does a mandible claw, and basically, then we start the build to the match.
1: Jesus, that'd be so fucking cool. Yeah, like a dog. Pull, pull that off somehow, that'd be
0: amazing. Yeah, I mean, they, they edit it, they zoom in on the puppets for the people watching the network. The people at home just see some puppeteer sticking the things through the holes at the side of the cage. Just looking at it like, God, I bet the people that are watching this on the network, it looks a lot better for them. <laughs> like, it feels so cheap.
1: That's such a good idea. Kevin Dunn, we know you're a big fan. You can pull that off. Pull yeah, the pockets sure. in the chamber, Kev.
2: Um, I, I heard his teeth vibrate if he doesn't catch a new episode of our show every <laughs> once in a
1: while. <laughs> he grinds down his teeth by listening to our bullshit. But
2: they, but they won't grind down. That's the thing is he has those buck teeth that they just they will not be ground down. He, as much as he tries and he takes like a nail file to him and shit, he just can't seem. To file those bastards down. So he goes, fine! I'll listen to the goddamn podcast. And then he hears all these ideas, and he's like, well, now we can't do that. These guys are too fucking smart. <laughs>
1: oh. yeah, he, he had just written down on a bit of paper, kennel match. And then I said it, and he was like, fuck.
3: <laughs> no,
1: the, it's the opposite of
2: an I quit match. Where instead of beating somebody down and making them say I quit, they just verbally abuse them until they slowly walk up the ramp and yeah. close a kennel door behind them. Alright,
1: uh, There's no door on a kennel. That would make it a house.
2: You're a house.
1: <laughs> Doctor house. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Where Thomas. were we? <laughs> 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 so the belt of Roman Reigns versus the fiend for the universal title on the Firefly Funhouse. Braid debuts a new puppet as a dog in a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses that he calls Leah Key because that was Roman's name in FCW. Mm -hmm. And he's basically going on about how uh, Leah Key has a big bark, he talks a big game but, you know, he's not got that big of a bite, basically trying to run Roman's day. basically saying Roman, you're good but you've never faced anyone like the Fiend. And then Roman talks about his yard a lot and then gets jumped by the Fiend every now and then. And the actual And this is the whole thing, I just really want to see the Fiend entrance on a WrestleMania-like stage. I just think that would be really cool. I'm thinking just he's lit to the ring by a bunch of, like, you have that severed head lantern, but you just have a bunch of them down the side of the ramp, and they're just lighting his way down.
2: I I can't wait to see what they pull off for Mania.
0: It's going to be so cool. Also, he has his Fiend version of the belt, like he's wearing it around his neck. And he's dragging the blue version just along the ground. That's so cool. That's fucking awesome. And it, I know Bray's going to probably hold it to me at least. But he's not had a WrestleMania win since he moved to the main roster. So I'm having Bray retain the title over Roman. Uh, basically, he carries a spear and a the mandible claw. And Bray holds the title until SummerSlam where he loses it to that year's men's Mind the Bank winner, Cesaro.
1: Oh, spoilers for when we do this for
0: SummerSlam. Sorry, I got too ahead of myself. I'm booking too far in advance.
1: God damn it, now I have to cancel that podcast.
0: <laughs> Shit! Well, oh. it probably doesn't matter now, but in the interim, in the lead between Mind the Bank and Ground or whatever Extreme Rules were in that time, uh, Cesaro is feuding with Sheamus to kind of give him some wins before he eventually cashes in.
1: What a great guy! I love Cesaro.
0: Yeah, he just smashed (laughs) all his
1: teeth
2: off. (laughs) They actually they smashed them into his gums, which I think is just so metal that he was able. And he finished the fucking match. He didn't miss a day of work. He's hard as fuck. That's what. (laughs) He's he's too hard body. It's like watching Dragon Ball Z, and then there's always a new bad guy who's like, "No, I'm hard body," and fucking Goku is just like, "But I can be more hard body." And then that goes on for like thirty episodes. That's Cesaro.
1: <laughs> what a legend. Uh, where are we? Jimmy's is is yes,
2: here. Yeah, Jimmy,
0: up next.
1: Um. Okay, so I'm
2: gonna lead with this one. Um. Just because uh, it's the, the the match is the same. The setup is a little different. Universal title match. The Fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Roman Reigns. Um. The final two in the well, the final four in the Royal Rumble consist of Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. Dominic Mysterio and uh, fucking Shinsuke Nakamura, whatever. Uh, Because it only really matters about Roman. And when they have their, like, little epic stare-off with the four of them, the lights go down, the lights come right back up, and everybody except for Roman is wearing fiend masks. And Roman's like, what the fuck? The lights go down, the lights come back up, everybody's not wearing fiend masks anymore. And he's, like, he's just, like, shocked and doesn't know what to do. So, like, he just eliminates himself from the Royal Rumble because he's scared. And that's when the lights go out again, and The Fiend drags Roman Reigns under the ring by a dog collar, under the ring, uh, and you don't see Roman again until after um, Elimination Chamber when the match is made, and The Fiend comes out and just essentially scares the shit out of Roman Reigns for weeks and weeks and weeks. He, uh, during the Firefly Funhouse segments, he calls back to the Anybody But You Roman promos and uh but this time whenever he's about to say the phrase the fiend comes up and is just like anybody but you roman and then it comes back and it's firefly funhouse bray just sort of laughing hysterically and just sort of being you know funhouse bray um and this match goes a little while um until roman tries to get the spear after like you know trying so very, very hard to, like, not be afraid of the Fiend. He goes for the spear, but Bray just literally, instead of doing the mandible claw, shoves his arm down Roman Reigns' throat and just sort of walks around with him on his arm and beats his head off of the, like, the (laughs) ring posts until Roman just whimpers like a small chihuahua in the snow and taps. And the Fiend wins uh, at WrestleMania. So, you know, fun. Um... (laughs) The next match... I popped myself. Um, <laughs> just the visual of it. Um, the, the next match is the WWE UK Championship where Walter will be taking on Keith Lee uh, one-on-one because no WrestleMania is complete without two big bastards just beating the fuck out of each other for 10 minutes. Um, and there's Chops, and then there's, you know, Don't You Forget About Keith and all that other shit going on for a little while. And everybody's humming the Walter theme. Uh, until they just have, like... You guys aren't familiar with the bar, the, the bar fight spot where you yeah. set up two chairs and they just beat each other. Instead, they just chop each other until Walter oh, wow. literally... My, my WrestleMania is turning more and more into Celebrity Deathmatch, so I'm just going <laughs> to roll with it at this point. Walter literally caves in Keith Lee's chest, um, and Keith Lee just cries until the referee calls the match off. Walter retains the United Kingdom Championship. All is well with the universe. We move on to our double main event of the evening. We have the WWE title match, Brock Lesnar taking on the winner of the Royal Rumble, Mr. Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, and for weeks he's been talking about how, like, he's back on his whole, like, there's there's no place for legends here in the WWE anymore, and all that other crazy shit that Drew McIntyre likes to do. Uh, full, full, uh like, full bullshit towards the Scottish accent I just tried using,
0: just for okay, the fuck this, of it. Like I say, I'm nice to see Drew representing the Belfast area of Scotland, you know?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's just like, I listen, I don't, it, you guys all sound like you're drunk half the time to me, so, you know, it just works out. Um, so, Drew McIntyre, though, beats the fuck out of, out of Brock Lesnar and wins with a Claymore kick, but the bell goes off and he's in such, like, a trance from wanting to remove Brock Lesnar from the WWE, he just continues to uh, claymore kick Lesnar until the referee reverses the decision, and Brock and Paul Heyman leave laughing that they were able to like con Drew Drew McIntyre into like beating himself at WrestleMania. And this match, this feud will go on for a little while until ultimately Drew McIntyre does ca- continue to win the championship and he keeps it and Brock Lesnar leaves forever and all is well with the world. Um, and then the main event of my WrestleMania, the main event of all main events, Adam Cole, Bay Bay taking on Tommaso Champa for the NXT title. Uh, Adam Cole is your champion coming in and Champa has been dodged for months by the undisputed era uh, in his quest to regain Goldie. This match goes 35 minutes. And Champa just destroys Adam Cole in the end uh, to finally regain Goldie. Uh, and as the Pyro is going off and he's celebrating with his title, all of the lights go down, and a single purple spotlight shows up on the ramp at the top. And Velveteen Dream walks out. And as WrestleMania goes off the air, they stare at each other. Uh, Champa holds the title in uh, Dream's face. And Dream is just shit talking him, and that is my WrestleMania.
1: Wow. damn! I love the Velveteen Dream.
2: Me too. Me too. He's gone for too long. He, he he really is missed, isn't he? Like NXT doesn't feel the same without like the aura of the Velveteen Dream around.
0: He was like starting November, he probably went out, but like it's not been that long, but it feels like been six months.
2: Yeah, it's it felt like a really long time. Like his couch getting burned up by the Undisputed Era feels like forever ago.
1: Mm-hmm. can't wait for him to hopefully he comes back in the rumble that would that's be cool uh, so I've got I've got four more matches and some more bullshit to, to go uh, should I just do it all yeah if you want yeah go ahead. Let's, let's go so WWE title match I've got Kevin Owens uh, versus the current champion Alistair Black and Ooh. yeah this match uh, happens because Alistair Black's in his room he's like will someone knock on my room uh, knock on my door, sorry. KO comes from the wrong side of the camera. So he kind of sees it's not a room and KO's like, Man, this isn't even a room. Like <laughs> you just on a weird set thing. And Black's like, Hey man, this is I'm mysterious. Uh, this is what I do. When I sit down. Hey
2: man, I'm mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And KO's is a like gimmick, bro. KO's like, Yeah, well, you know, I won the chamber, so I want your title. And Black's like, Okay, Cool. we'll do this at WrestleMania, I guess. And KO's like, why is this so awkward? And Black's like, I don't know, I just don't really like you, man. And they really just kind of reconcile their issues as to how their personalities are so different. Uh, but they can still have put on a hell of a match, and that's what they do for the title. KO gets the win uh, to become the champion again with the stunner. Uh, but then Black kicks out, and then Black goes for Black Mass, but then KO kicks out, goes for a second one, gets caught, pop-up power bomb, Uh for the one, two, three. And KO is the WWE champion again. Uh, we go backstage where we see Flow Ryder with one of the alligators from earlier in the show. Just chilling. Uh, yeah, but then uh, the Battle Hawks just kind of run him over again. Uh, but they they saved the alligator. That's the important bit. Well, you don't um, want to hurt any animals. Peter will be all over our ass. Uh, no, exactly. I don't know who Peter is, but they can go away. Okay. Uh, then it's time for kind of the three. Main events that i got going on. To start off with, Jonathan Cena is back, hair and all. And he's going to be taking on the Velveteen Dream. This match begins where John Cena comes back. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm back. I told you I wasn't part-time. And everyone was like, you've been <laughs> gone for like a year. like," And he's like, no, I wasn't part-time because I wasn't still working here. So like, I, I just re-signed. So really, I'm full-time again. I was never part-time. And everyone's like, that's such a technicality thing to do. Uh, And John Cena's like, I'm going to go back to my old Fugonomics days, just like he did it last year. So he starts kind of battle rapping with people and everything like that, On about how people can't see him. That's where the Velveteen Dream's couch appears one week uh, with all of his buff people around him, boys and girls. And he's like, hey, John, I can see you. And that's where Velveteen Dream and John Cena battle rap a a lot. I can't tell you what they said because I can't battle rap and I didn't write any of it, so don't ask <laughs> me to. But they do this several times in Velveteen Dreams the whole time. She's like, I can see you, it doesn't matter. And he starts stealing all of his like, old John Cena gimmicks. Like there was that time where John Cena would throw packets of nuts at people. But Velveteen Dream takes it to a new kind of level and he throws giant nuts at him rather than just small packets of them. And that leads us to WrestleMania where the Dream match is set and the Velveteen Dream obviously gets the win. to send John Cena packing. Uh, backstage, the Battle Hawks are still kind of rampaging around, doing loads and loads of rampaging stuff. And that's where they meet uh, the NFL team, uh, the New England Patriots, on the other side of a car park. And they just charge at each other and start doing football stuff. I don't know a lot about American football, but they do American football stuff. Jimmy, what would they do?
2: Well, if last week was any indication Tom Brady is going to blow an entire fucking season by throwing a pick in the last four seconds of the game, um, and that means the Battle Hawks would win uh, because the Patriots totally fell apart towards the end of the season. And I'm not salty about it at all. I'm not, like, you know, butthurt about it at all. But at least, you know, you know Super Bowl's coming up, so fun, fun.
1: Okay, so they're doing football stuff. They're throwing picks at people, and Tom Brady blew someone. That's all I really got from that. Uh, but then the after these things happens one of the battle Hawks is down on the ground and the 24/7 title is gone but there's a referee there like hey man I'm just here to count to three. but nobody knows who it was Ooh. So on to the next match now I've gone for a very superhero kind of good v, uh, good v evil story for the fiend So I've got the fiend Bray Wyatt still the universal champion taking on uh, the light of the WWE, Mustafa Ali. So Ooh. there's tons and tons of vignettes that are like making this kind of very comic book style. Mustafa Ali did those ones ages ago where he was like, I want to see the good in people. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and the fiends, obviously the fiend loads of Firefly funhouse stuff stuff, the fiend being like, you want to be the light? I'm going to turn you to the dark side. And Mustafa Ali's like, no, you won't man. And a lot of my stories are the same. Everyone just talks the same. Um, and loads of loads of rambling rabbit stuff kind of talking to Mustafa Ali as well and being like, Hey man, you can't deal with the fiend. Uh, he's too he's too evil. And Mustafa's like, Yeah, but I'm good. And then it <laughs> and then it all comes to a head at WrestleMania. No red lighting. That is my only key point for this. There is none. Not a single red light is used in this entire show.
2: No I'm giving you a standing lights.
1: ovation. Giving you a standing ovation, dude. The Fiend's entrance is awesome. The boat, the giant ship, kind of catches fire. Uh, it was meant to. Uh, and the Fiend kind of walks out the fire. And then Mustafa Ali kind of does one where it's like a spotlight. And he's wearing kind of a superhero outfit. And they have a decent match. But unfortunately, evil triumphs over good. Because I like the Fiend more. And the Fiend is still the universal title. Uh, who is the 24 7 champion? Why? Who else would it be? but the sneakiest person that I could think of, of course, I'm talking about a man who stole an entire career, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and he is a 24-7 champion. No one personifies having less talent and achieving more than, Jesus. than the star of the mummy, Brendan Fraser. And he just kind of escapes off in a limo when all the battle hawks are like, Was that Brendan Fraser? And that was the end of the 24-7 saga, which takes us to our main event of the evening. The ladies get it again. It is Asuka versus the pirate herself, Kairi Sane. So much pirate stuff. Um, Everyone is instructed on commentary to do as many pirate puns as possible during this match. Kairi Sane is completely pirated up. She's walking every plank as she goes. She even has a parrot uh, for this match and it stays on her shoulder for the entire match. The thing was seriously talented. Uh, the story is basically just uh, the Kabuki Warriors kind of break up after losing the women's tag team titles. Kairi Sane's like, Well, if we're not doing this shit anymore, I'm going to be a pirate again. And she slowly becomes more piratey and Asuka's like losing all the Kabuki stuff. And Asuka's like, what's going on? I thought we were friends. Then Asuka wins the title from Becky at the Rumble. And that's where Kyrie strikes. And she's like, I want this. And they have a killer main event of the match. And Kyrie Sane wins. And WrestleMania ends. And it was too long, just like this podcast.
2: Your your WrestleMania it has literally left me, like,
1: winded. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> heroes Brendan Fraser. I
0: don't think I could watch that WrestleMania once. And I need to... I need, Two weeks to spread that across.
1: That's some good stuff. I forgot to bring up all the sixty-four buff people again. But they were there for the dreams entrance. So, so
2: many buff people and well what did you say? Big titted big titted women?
1: Yeah, well titted chicks.
2: There we go. Well titted well titted chicks.
1: And thirty two buff boys and thirty two well titted chicks. Damn right.
0: Alright. <laughs> I've got Three matches left on my card, so uh, between the, uh, the Universal team match and the next match, we have somebody kind of bring the crowd in About a Another twenty-four-seven title moment where we've got Montez Ford on the phone to Bianca Belair, basically telling her to get the car ready because they're leaving with the title. Uh, and all dolphins just stealing some stuff from catering, so you know, eat back at the hotel, and suddenly they're stopped in their tracks by one senior Benjamin. Oh. And- <laughs> And they just stare at him, um, and there's like, are, like you, you look familiar. And then Senior Benjamin just takes out a shovel, and then Montez goes, while well, he's been sentence he goes, aren't you? And Senior Benjamin hits Montez with the shovel, and walking Matt Hardy, rolls up Angelo Dawkins and becomes the new 24-7 champion. And then he tells Senior Benjamin, prepare the dilapidated boats And they leave. Are they
1: going to steal the entire WrestleMania stage?
0: No, that actually wasn't part of it, no, but why not? They turn the
2: pirate ship in the corner of the arena, the, of the stadium, into a, like a ghost pirate ship and sail off into the uh, the dilapidated wasteland that is Tampa,
0: Florida. You see, this boat has been around for thousands of years.
1: <laughs> Kevin Dunn's like, we put it up yesterday.
0: Oh, uh, but it has a very old soul. It's made of plastic. It's not yes! a boat. This
1: boat is wonderful.
2: <laughs> Entirely LED screens. That should uh, make traveling at night even better.
0: <laughs> we have the raw tag team title match is the champions, the AOP, who unseated the Viking Annoyance at the start of the year because just just get the belts off them. I'm done with the Viking Raiders or whatever they're called.
2: Second standing ovation of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: that was kind of done midway through a couple months after they came to Raw, and they've not done anything to turn my opinion around, so... Cool, I was done the second they premiered in NXT. Oh, <laughs> well, it's all a bit behind the curve. <laughs> you gave them a chance. I never did. We have AOP defend the titles against the team the likely pairing of two men who faced each other at last year's Wrestlemania is Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio.
2: Ooh, that's a good idea. That is a very yeah.
0: interesting combination. In my version, I uh, Joel is off for a bit longer when he gets taken out by EOP and Rollins counters this mini feud with Ray and of course Ray the US tail to Andrade. And we have elimination an we have a three on two handicap match of the EOP and Seth versus Kevin Owens and Rey Mysterio. And also the Shenaggins outpost match, which then brings out Samoa Joe to help even the odds. And then that leads to this tag match and also, it's only going to be a short reign, but Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio win, where they get, whichever one, doesn't really matter which one, but they get hit with a 6-1, as they're staggering backwards, they get walk right into the Kokina clutch, and Joe chokes, I'll say, A come out. Okay, okay. Good, shit, okay. good shit, good shit, good mm-hmm. shit. Next up, I was very tempted to make this the main event, but I thought Becky's she's just not the same as she was last year, so... It's kind of the semi-main event. Becky Lynch defending the Royal Ruppers Championship against the Women's Royal Rumble winner, Ronda Rousey. Ooh. And I'm kind of taking to the book this, kind of the, what I'm calling the Bret Hart-Sean Michaels kind of principle here, and that the plan was, Sean beats Bret at one WrestleMania, Bret comes back, wins the Rumble, beats him at the next WrestleMania, and then down the line, Sean won the Rumble match, and then, obviously, Sean couldn't find his smile. It's always in the last base he looked. But basically, that's the thing here. They're just doing with this that we showed on with Brent and Sean and that Ronda comes back as number three in the Rumble, destroys everyone, destroys Charlotte Flair to the point she can't even be at WrestleMania and takes the title from Becky to, so eventually they'll have the rubber match down the line where hopefully Becky will win and gain what made her interesting back again.
1: What did make her interesting?
0: She got punched in the face that one time. Uh, she had her face broken.
1: Whoa. Mm. That's what you need to do, Becky. You need to go break your face again. And Just off the, just off the Goldberg thing of just head a door and everyone loves her again.
0: And we have one last 24-7 title skit of the night before the main event. We have Mahari walking through the backstage air approaching the parking lot when he's confronted by Big E with a big tray of pancakes. And is all, yeah. Do you have any green beans? And he's looking through the, uh, the pancakes. <laughs> and then, from behind, he gets hit with a Trouble and Paradise in the back of the head by Kofi Kingston. And Kofi Kingston ends the night as 24 7 champion. And he leaves on Biggie's shoulders, saying, Yeah, I'm a champion two years in a row. Aww. <laughs> Poor Kofi. <laughs> Aww. But at leaves with something. It's. I mean, it's technically a, a thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. No we come to the main event of the evening. It is a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. We have the champion Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus the winner of the Royal Rumble, Kevin Owens.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Now, Keogh last limited Seth Rollins to win the Rumble, and... Seth Rollins in the weeks that followed did his usual Seth Rollins complain yeah but you need me in the main event yeah yeah can in anyone your the, main event without the with messiah a yeah yeah I think sound more like the fucking Green Goblin from fucking the first Spider-Man film
3: revenge <laughs> <laughs> oh, <So>, me
0: <laughs>
1: you know I'm something of a messiah myself <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I like that. But, so, yeah, Seth eventually warms his way into the match. He becomes a triple threat, and he's kind of been using, using the AOP to kind of beat down Seth. He uses them to try and attack Brock in the lead up to this, and very early in this match, Brock and Owens come to some arrangement, and they just kill Seth Rollins. Yes! Yes! Yes, bitch! Seth takes a bunch of stunners from Owens. Brock picks up Seth. It's an FI. He picks up for another one. This time, FI's him out of the ring, onto the floor, and he just lays there flat for the rest of the match. So the last 10 minutes are basically a one-on-one match between Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar. Obviously, Kevin Owens is taking a lot of suplexes, but eventually he manages to fight back. He hits a moonsault at one point, and then he hits a stunner. Brock does that cell where he kind of staggers. Like, when you come home and you try to pretend, I'm not drunk, but you clearly are. No idea
1: what you're talking about. That's such a weird, specific thing to bring
0: up. <laughs> no, it's just me. Okay, then. He, hits, uh, he keeps hitting Brock with doesn't move at five. He's obviously staggered, but he's not going down. So Kevin Owens pulls out like, the one move that he hasn't been able to use up until now. He kicks Brock in the gut. Brock's spin over, picks him up, package pile driver. One, two, three. Kevin Owens is the new WWE champion.
2: Whoa. Oh, that'd be sick, eh? It <laughs> would be fucking awesome. He
0: stands in the ring as... the Fireworks are going off around him, and then as he starts walking up the ramp, he just steps over Rollins, who's still lying on the outside. Dead. Seth
2: Rollins <laughs> is dead.
0: And then the next day he comes up with the title in a suit, looking all sad, like, you know, I should be happier now, but I think we should all bow our heads for a moment to mourn the career of Seth Rollins. And the
2: crowd erupts in hilarious <laughs> laughter.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's out of the way. And he just basically he announces a cancellation of Monday Night Rollins and declares that it will always be the Kevin Owens show. Lovely. And... That's my Wrestlemania.
1: That's fucking fantastic. I think three perfectly realistic Wrestlemania. <laughs> Goddamn
0: right. Of course. Yeah, You're still love in the real world.
2: Are you guys looking forward to that 74-minute performance by
0: Flowrider and Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull? Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, yes. Excellent. I was going to say, is that the same lines as this podcast?
1: Hopefully it'll be that short. <laughs> i mean which wrestlemania would you most like to watch out of the three scott, yours start yours start with you scott
0: i was gonna say i would say yours but like i said i couldn't watch it in the one setting there's not enough caffeine in the world
1: you mean caffeine well, that's what they invented street drugs for
0: it's like one of those things it's not just a, a of caffeine, but it's like, like a movie that you don't get the first time until you watch it back a couple of times like I'd have to watch it back again. Where I was like, okay, so what happened? There was a bunch of NFL players, yeah, Lady, and Lady, XFL. There,
1: there, was, and there XFL.
0: was a there was a, to- there was a tofu dress at one point.
1: Yeah, there was. Lady Gaga got distracted by it. <laughs>
0: like
1: you can't
2: forget. You can't forget Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady oh, Gaga.
1: Perfect.
2: Lady Gaga. She
1: got hit with a vagina wreck. Oh, what happens? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking Gwyneth Paltrow on her vaginal eggs and her vaginal steaming. God damn it, Gwyneth! <laughs> you and Goop. Ugh, Goop! What a fucking name for a company.
1: I love Goop so much. You see it's they're crazy. doing? Seen they're doing a documentary on Netflix about Goop.
2: Are there? I just watched that one yeah. that's the, about the flat
1: earthers, and it's fucking hysterical. Oh, it's just incredible what crazy shit people think. But uh, so Scott, which one would you want to watch? and back uh, yeah. on topic. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I think given the fact that NXT's in the main event. And again, I could I could probably just watch it in one sitting and understand what's happening. I'll just teach him. Woo!
1: I like how we did, we did this podcast. Scott, to peel back the curtain a bit, um, Scott messaged us. He was like, yeah, do you guys want a fantasy book WrestleMania? And Scott says he just fantasy booked a really good WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> he took he took it totally <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Like I really, I'd like to watch your WrestleMania, Scott, just because well, it's just a said, good show. <laughs> just good show. It's
2: filled, it's filled with this thing called logical consistency and whatnot. And
0: neither <laughs> me or Nathan took it that seriously. And how you say that? Like I have Christian getting roofied and Lex Luger comes back to win a battle royal, and that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair sensible point. one. Well, did you I hear don't... some of the shit coming out of Nathan's
2: mouth about an hour ago? <laughs>
0: Well, no, because I didn't imagine Lady Gaga coming back to win the fucking 24-7 title.
2: Lady Gaga. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I fucking woke him at Hardy in dilapidated boats. Yeah, that's normal for Matt Hardy. I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's consistent.
1: That's consistent. Yeah, it's pretty on-brand.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and speaking of on-brand, we're going to Peter to a stop here at <laughs> the end, because I need the bathroom so fucking bad... Because this podcast has gone on for three days. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us do our WrestleMania cards. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I-Z-O-T because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid. Nobody has tweeted me yet. You all fail. Um, and then also, please, please, for the love of God, go on Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Magic. Or look up the YouTube for Pro Wrestling Magic. And every single Monday, either me, my buddy Shane, and a couple other correspondents, we take you and we wake you up fresh at the beginning of the week. And we give you something that we like to call Monday Morning Magic. It's a little dose of of magic on your Monday morning. So you can start getting through the week. Um, Short little wrestling show that everybody seems to enjoy, that they've seen from whatever they've seen. And uh, I really enjoy doing it. So please watch it, like, subscribe, do the whole deal, and we'll make more. So yeah, that's pretty much it
1: for me. Nice stuff. So check back through the archives we got if you're into your football or soccer. If you're American, Reese Rahol and Carl talking about that on the Banter Munich podcast uh, every week. You obviously got the Naked Men podcast with myself and Ben Ebert. Uh, let him know what your favorite Lady Gaga song is. Ben underscore E B E R T. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. You can find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinion. Over to you, Scott. You got anything to talk about?
0: You can find me on Twitter at McCloud 1986 You can find the other podcast that I do, Scott Round Podcast, at SBR on Twitter. If Paul has managed to survive whatever is happening outside say this bunker, I'll be meeting with him very soon. It'll probably be out of the time this is out. We're going to record our first episode of the new year which is basically just talking about that weird shit that we did at Christmas and whatever else is going on. And Fraser. Well, yeah, well, of course. Okay. Always got to pencil in at least 30 minutes for that. <laughs> got to give the uh,
2: people
0: what they want. Yeah, of course. I think we did that on this podcast, and I agree with Nathan to Go back to the archives. There's a lot of good stuff we did. There's the wrestling through the decade where me, Carl, and... Sean looked at the wrestling the last thing we told or match of the decade, wrestler of the Decade, all that stuff. And about twenty years ago me and me and Jimmy used to do a show but smad down pretty sure there's small episodes there you can listen to.
1: Yeah, there's all sorts. If you um if you ever wanted to hear the life and times of Randy the Retarded Reindeer. <laughs> head back to Christmas. <laughs> oh
2: my god, Randy the Retarded Reindeer. <laughs>
1: Otherwise, I think WrestleMania, I think if you take oh, real all quick, three Real of quick, our,
2: uh, God. The, the, the look on my fiancé's face when I was sitting here pitching Randy the retarded reindeer on a podcast, is something that, like, every time I close my eyes, I just see her going, motherfucker, I said yes to this asshole. God damn it. So,
1: thank you. <laughs> I think the lesson from this podcast is take all three of our WrestleManias smash them together and that's probably what we're gonna get somewhere in the middle the truth lies (laughs) that's that's the lesson Corey graves always ends his podcast with some zen
0: so somewhere in the middle the truth lies yeah yeah and and always remember if her gran had wheels she would have been a bike and guys remember (laughs)
1: Just remember oh God, this just keeps going
0: <laughs> Dracula isn't on the
1: bus Dracula is the bus Go listen to another fucking podcast again <laughs>
3: This is the tale Of Captain Jack Sparrow Pirates so brave On the seven seas What? A mystical quest
0: Love. Love. Buying up the bar so the groupie show is Kieran love. Motherfucking ice man, I'm the top gunner. Heater on blast, I'm the number one stunner. Watch your cause I ain't your Mr. Nice.